Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast. Here's what's coming up on this week's episode. Exhibitions don't work for lead generation. Do you want to give your your reasons then why they don't uh, work? work? Yeah. Okay, so... It's to meet face to face, right? And in many cases, it's the founder going. So it's an opportunity to meet the founder. Like, this is a rare opportunity. And you're looking at a few grand, sort of five, six grand. So the business needs to take the hit. That is one of my three arguments. (laughs) (laughs) I do, I do, I do. I don't know what the answer is really. So let's get on with it. Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast with me, Ed Pennell, the founder of The Franchise, and my co-host... Jay Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School. Each episode, one co-host will make and defend a strong statement around a topic from the franchise and industry. This week, it's Joe's turn, so let's get on with it. Exhibitions don't work for lead generation. And full disclosure, I have worked with a brand who recruited a master licensee through an exhibition and I have recruited franchisees through exhibitions as well. So I'm arguing the point, um, but I can see both sides. Yeah, full disclosure, I sit firmly on the fence on this one. Mm. <laughs> I think it all, I think a lot of it's, it depends, but... Um... Do you want to give your your reasons then why they don't uh, work? They don't work, yeah. Okay, so um, particularly for new franchise brands who haven't got a big national marketing budget pot built up, um, the cost of um, exhibiting at an exhibition plus the cost of professionally cutting out the stand so it doesn't look amateurish and represents the brand as the franchisor would want the brand represented is hefty it's a it's a big chunk what's the rough value do you think on that um well crufts is kind of my main experience rather than the franchise shows um and you're looking at a few grand sort of five six grand by the time you've factored in the kit out and the um the the stand itself travel costs Uh, travel staffing um hotels all of those on top and I didn't use one of the stand companies to kit the stand out. It was a DIY job and potentially not the way that um, it didn't look as as good as maybe some of the other stands out there because we didn't have the national marketing budget pot to, to support that. Um, so I think by the time you factored all of that in to get a return on investment, you're not going to get it the same month. You're, by the time you've got a lead from the the exhibition to these top point where they're signing the agreement you're kind of looking at two three months down the line um so the business needs to take the hit and be able to afford to take the hit so that is that is one of my three arguments <laughs> oh, you've got three. i do i do i do um, over to you <laughs> so I, I think um okay they're, they're expensive is what you're saying there really and you're right maybe it's not right for all brands that especially in those early days mm. but for some of the more established brands you're actually interacting with people that are there specifically for franchising right they okay they're not definitely going to invest but they're potentially going to invest and that's a few stages along the process than yeah, sticking stuff out on social media or whatever other route people are putting, you know, trying to, to generate leads from. That That's one real big benefit, I think, is you've got an audience that's interested in franchising. But also, I think the secondary part of that is 
that the lead time, so from lead to potential um, sale or agreement, mm -hmm. um, is going to be much shorter. So uh, I think we'd all love to have that, wouldn't we? Like, mm. <laughs> um, conversion times to be a lot shorter. Um, so is it worth paying the money for? Yeah, potentially, especially if you haven't got a big uh, recruitment team, let's say. So let's, mm. you've only got one person. Actually, it can, if you set it up right, it can work really well. Yeah, I think that is the the key is the setting it up right. And um, I mean, how many how many exhibitions have you been to where people are scared to make eye contact with the storeholders because they feel they're going to get pounced on and hard sold something? Um, so to to make it make it done right, <laughs> I'm not sure that's good English, but uh, to make sure that you're getting enticing people to your stand, you need to take an approach of um, making it fun, making it interactive rather than hard selling the franchise opportunities that are available. So people will do things like um, uh, to, to capture the information, to capture the email address and the phone number of the, the people walking past, instead of making it about the franchise opportunity, they'll do a competition to win a trip to Legoland or, or something that's completely unrelated to their business. Um, and it's a, a fun way of enticing people in. So they end up with loads of leads that aren't qualified because they now have 100, 200, 300 email addresses of people who are interested in going to Legoland rather than interested in becoming a franchisee. And they then have to work through all their head office team and they have to pay the staff to work through the sorting out the wheat from the chaff in, in those leads when many of them are, are dead. And you know or you should know your franchise um, conversion rates from from lead to, to sale. So you, you should know that 100 leads equals one, two, three franchisees recruited, whereas that conversion rate isn't accurate when it comes to an exhibition because you've got so many leads that aren't qualified or aren't actually interested in the franchise opportunity. They were just enticed to your stand because you had a great prize on offer that they could win if they put their name in a draw. Yeah, that's interesting. Although the, I wouldn't put coffee on there, you know, coffee on a stand because you're guaranteed to just get people coming up and mm. yeah, you're going to get that. But maybe you could do something that's a little bit more focused and will only interest people that are your target audience. And I don't know what I'm thinking of maybe, but mm. something to do with cats, you know, with, with a cat brand. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, with the cat brand, not the not the coffee brand. <laughs> you know, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you do something that's mm. very specific to that industry, or yeah, if if you're in a coffee brand, yeah, I don't know. I think you're gonna get anybody and everybody who likes coffee, right? Mm. Whereas something that's a little bit more niche, I can't think of any others off the top of my head. Maybe you could do that, but on the whole, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, the thing that I think is the right way to set it up, though, is it is outside of the actual event itself. Mm -hmm. So the actual process that's involved, not just think of it that as the whole lead generator in itself, but what what else can you do around it? Mm -hmm. So you've got this fantastic cool tool called social media, which you can use for absolutely free. And I know I bang on, on about it a lot, but tell people you're going, show them what happened at the last one and why you're excited to be there. And it's, to meet face to face, right, and speak to people properly, and and be able to get that message across. In many cases, it's the founder going, so it's an opportunity to meet the founder. Like this is a rare opportunity. So, promoting it, 
in that way um, will might mean that you get more people. So it's supporting the ex- exhibition organisers in promoting it. And oh, should I say this? Yeah, I should. I should because um, I, I think they could do a lot more to promote the yeah. I I can agree with that yeah on the whole I mean that's generalizing but yeah 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 I'm not picking out anyone in particular but I think on the whole they could do a lot better in promoting the individual brands that are attending the exhibition as a whole okay um Mm -hmm. there's some posts that I see that a zero thought I've gone into them Mm -hmm. really and it's just a collection of logos and like we talked about in other episodes, it's not going to stop me scrolling, just a load of logos. A load of logos. And you do see that all the time with exhibitions, don't you? Just a, a load of logos, these people are coming, when actually, like, no one really cares. Get the You've got all the people there. Mm. Interview them, take pictures of them, and, mm. and and then use those for the following year. It makes a lot of sense. Anyway, that, mm. I'll get off that kind of soapbox, but you you can do it as a franchise or yourself, though. There's no nothing stopping you from doing the, the same thing, and... What you'll then find is more people will go, oh, I, I see see mm. that you were coming, so I thought I'd pop in and see what else is around and that kind of thing. If if they're already far enough down that trust and ready to engage you kind of stage anyway. The other things you can do is um, on Facebook, you can do geo-targeting adverts. So you can, let's say you wanted to, it's at the events in London and you wanted to target bankers and you know where bankers are, you know, in their day-to-day life, where they work, right? So put an advert saying we are going to be at the exhibition this weekend or next weekend and um and give them an incentive to visit your stand as well in that advert so well, here's a be, code come and see us and redeem it to get a cup of coffee <laughs> yeah exactly yeah give, give something free mm. to them or uh it could be a report on something mm. you know and um at least then you've got um you're aiming at your target audience you are yes you are putting some budget towards it but by doing it geo-targeting, you know they're in London. and It's less spray and pray marketing and more more targeted. Yeah, and, mm. and you can also um, uh, look at when people have come into a certain area over a, a certain period of time. So on the first day, let's say people are coming to the event or whatever, you can then target those people with your content afterwards. Mm. So knowing that there's all those people in one place that are interested in franchising, target those for further pro- um Retarget campaigns, mm, yeah, resulting yeah. campaigns. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the the other thing as well is, I've written down it. It could be cheaper than pay per click. Mm, the only thing that was going through my head around the sort of um, the the money side of things, I don't know. I don't know whether it's paid or not. You you know more about the marketing side than me, but. I know that when I'm driving down a street, if a business is on Google My Business, it would pop up on my phone and say, you're outside so-and-so business. Is there a way of doing that with individual stands at at an exhibition at all? So people get a notification that you're there when they're in that venue? They'll get like 50 pop-up if they're in the venue. And and is the the technology sophisticated enough to know whether you're one foot in one direction or another? So Mm. I I guess not. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess Mm. not at the moment, but... Um, yeah, what I mean by it, it could potentially be cheaper is I know on social media and certain platforms, it's very expensive to um, generate one franchise sale. It can be, uh, especially in the, the early days. So uh, 
one campaign and did probably spend 8,000 wow. learning how to get to that point before we made a sale, which is quite a lot, right? That is, yeah. I mean, you but, might get your money back on one sale that, that goes through, but after expenses and time and there's no profit margin necessarily to be had. Yeah, but I mean, that was for a brand that it was... Yeah, forty to sixty thousand pounds, right? Uh, okay. So mm-hmm. you know, it was we had had, the, had a big marketing budget in place. Mm-hmm. Going to a show, which okay might cost six thousand, if we got one to two sales from that, it's yeah. it's already cheaper. Now, mm-hmm. as it went further on, and I learned, and we learned as a brand more, we managed to get the pay per click cost um, down mm-hmm. with, with our campaigns, and that was realizing that you've kind of got to go through a journey you can't just post an advert saying buy from us right now right (laughs) but yeah it was a big learning experience for me is that actually the show could could be cheaper if you haven't got your um paid for campaign strategy down and that's all the pay-per-clicks campaigns are all based on historic data to to get to the point where you've honed it to to what it works um to, to a system that works but with um, the speed that the digital age moves, that's constantly changing. So I guess I, I see your point on that one. Well, I, I guess the the exhibition organisers, hopefully, should have, might do, definitely do. I don't, I don't know what the answer is really, but have people that are looking at this on your behalf. Mm. So mm. they're already going out there and trying to target anybody in the franchise in space, um, which... Yeah, they're probably gonna gonna win on because they've probably got content that's more relevant than you have as a, a brand. Mm. Um, to to get in front of people, they've got different avenues to to other than just social media. So you know, it's maybe advertising on on trains or in airports or wherever it is that they know that they can pick up people that are interested in franchising. The little so, boards as you go down the um, escalators into the underground. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have a clue how to no. to buy space, space on one of those. So mm. they've, they've already done yeah. it and it's saving you time and effort on, on that front. So, yeah, mm. there, are, there are some benefits. And, and I still know people that make sales from exhibitions. So I don't think it's it doesn't work at all. So, I just think... Mm, I th- there are two more points. One is that at a lot of exhibitions, it is more... For, from what I've seen, more franchisors visiting other franchisor stands um, or industry suppliers um, visiting other other stands rather than potential franchisees who are genu- genuinely interested in purchasing a franchise. They're suppliers who are targeting franchisors or they're um, people who are exhibiting themselves visiting the other stands. And the other um, area is that People who go to a franchise-specific show are usually interested, um, if they're a prospect, um, they're interested in a specific type of franchise. Um, So it could be a children's activity franchise or it could be a a food franchise or it could be a pet industry franchise, whatever industry they're specifically looking at. But in an exhibition, you've got, all different types of franchise so you're back to that whole spray and pray rather than targeted approach to marketing a little bit maybe but mm. you know if someone's turning up for mcdonald's and you're a food and beverage brand they're going to check out your stand as well so it's mm. not completely but they could have for example i don't know how many people attend franchise shows say you've got five thousand people visiting over a weekend 
Um, and you might have 50 of them that are interested in a pet industry franchise and 50 of them that are interested in a children's activity franchise and the rest are interested in McDonald's. I guess then you need to work, it's difficult if you've not been there before, but mm. what's your conversion rate like off the back of a um, an expo? Maybe mm. as a franchisor, they could go around and speak to other franchisors, maybe in the similar industry, if that doesn't work, similar-ish one, you know, not, not the same, the similar-ish one, um, and find out what their kind of conversion rates are off of leads because mm. actually 50 might bring you two sales. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, my experience, uh, we've, uh, in, you know, in the past had... 35 when I was attending and got one to two sales out of that. Mm. So actually, that's not bad. Not at all, no. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit difficult standing there for two days without <laughs> speaking to yeah. too many people and seeing them all go to other stands. But the fact that we managed to pick up a couple, you mm. know, or at least one, it made it a worthwhile trip. And, and you'll hear a lot of um, people say that is you only need to make one sale to make it worthwhile. Obviously, if it makes sense for your brands in terms of the financials. Mm. So we're both on the fence on this one. Yeah, I, I think my the thing that I'd like to leave, you know, on this podcast about expos is I just think they could be done a bit better. I think there's room for improvement, uh, and that's a whole other topic, a whole, <laughs> whole different podcast, another conversation. <laughs> um, but I still think there's some value for certain brands out there. Um, people are still making sales from them, so mm. can't, I can't say that it is. A, a a bad lead generator because it does work and even though i'm arguing the point that they don't work for lead gen i can't say they're bad either because i've recruited personally at expos so yeah and then on the flip side i just yeah <laughs> i don't think you get loads of leads out of it and it's quite expensive before, yeah you know give them full disclosure in it but um yeah I, I just want a bit more value for my money i think as a franchise or to to make it feel like it's worth putting that money in hmm. cool. agreed Done. Done. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>